Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to a court of fairies and fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Alex. Um, what you been up to? You reading anything good? Um, so I just finished um, a book called American Gauntlet. I know I posted about it a bazillion times on Instagram, mm. but it was so fun. I haven't read just like a romance book in forever, so that yeah. made me super happy. Um, and I felt like I was reading MTV's The Challenge. Like, have you ever watched that show? I haven't. Okay, it's kind of like Survivor-type challenges, mm-hmm. but not on a random island. So okay. it's like they throw people in, and it's all the like love and drama that MTV shows have yeah. mixed with like epic challenges, Survivor kind of style. Mm. And they all like live in a house together. And they do these challenges and people get eliminated every week. So it's kind of like Big Brother. Kind of. But yeah, it's like all these physical challenges. And at the end, there's like this epic challenge at the end for the person to win. Like all the money or whatever. Um, It's super fun. There's like, I don't know, like a bazillion seasons at this point. Yeah. My sister is super into it. So I've (laughs) therefore watched some episodes. But that's kind of the vibe that I got with this book. So it was like really cool to read just about that. And it was... I don't know. It was so refreshing because I feel like I always do like the enemies to lovers kind of thing. And this was like, this was just a good guy like the whole time. And it wasn't like a friends to lovers. It was just like, he like fell in love with her and like, he like stayed good the whole time. I was like, I love this guy. And he's an Australian surfer. So like, I can't not love this guy also. No complaints. Yeah. So I just finished that. It's by Allie Lewis. Um, Really enjoyed that. So. Yep. And then I also finished um, a book called Heart of the Sea by Mariah Chavez. Yeah. Chavez. How was that? You mentioned that last week. Yeah. That was the pirate one. Yeah. Yeah. That was, it was good. It was fun. It was, um, I felt like it was definitely YA. It wasn't mm-hmm. adult. And I was kind of expecting like adult pirate uh, fantasy love, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But that was just me not reading the back of books because mm-hmm. I have this knack of like, I read good it context. and I'm like, I want it. And then I totally forget what it's about. And I just yeah. dive into the book. So like, Reading the back of the book helps for reference. But no, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really cool, like, kind of intro to pirate fantasy. Yeah. So that was really fun. I like that. Mm-hmm. What about you? What have you read? Um, so I haven't made, I've made progress, but I haven't finished much. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm almost done with Curse of Saints. Mm-hmm. I am still reading Endless Escape on Kindle, Mm -hmm. and I've been listening to Fourth Wing because 
I can't get enough of Zayden. He's incredible. <laughs> I need him in my life. Oh my god. I was um earlier today listening to like the part where he's like fighting her but like not fighting and I was just dying. I was like writhing in yes. the car as I was wor- driving into work. So guys, if you still have not read Fourth Wing, get on the bandwagon. Get on this bandwagon. I'm telling like everyone at work about it. Like it's embarrassing at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so making progress, but haven't finished anything yet. So more to come. Yeah. That's totally fine. There. I know. I'm just so much more slow now. No, you're perfect. We also, I love us getting these arcs Mm -hmm. and I love having actual books. Yes. But it takes me longer to read an actual book than a Kindle. It does for me too. And I don't know why. Yeah. Like I've noticed that recently. I think that's why I'm so behind on these arcs. Alas. Alas. Also, mm-hmm. is today the the day this episode comes out? Mm-hmm. Is this your birthday? It is. Ah! <laughs> it's Sarah's birthday. The big three. How old am I? 30. How wait. 30. What? 32. Yeah. Two. <laughs> That's embarrassing. I can't do math. I'm 32 today. <laughs> Happy birthday, Sarah. Thank you. Thank um, you. I got you a birthday present that I left at home. What? Um... <laughs> I didn't spend that much money on you. Don't worry. Um, Cause 32 is not a big birthday, but I will, since it, this is your birthday and I did not think ahead to present you with this gift on your birthday episode. Um, I'll just tell you what I got you. Okay. And I got you that Kindle clicker. <gasps> did you really? I did. Oh my gosh. So That's that incredible. is yours and I will go get it when we're done. Recording. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> tell me how you like it and I will. if it's good i'm gonna buy myself one yeah <laughs> so enjoy the snuggled up thank you reading of your kindle without having to turn the page i'm so excited outside of your blanket i feel like the laziest human being like <laughs> needing a clicker for an ebook no, you're living the high life that's what high you're doing life. i like that so happy birthday thank you friend <laughs> that's amazing uh, oh we have a new Patreon fan yes, member. We do. Um, so shout out time. Lauren Q. Thank you so much for becoming a fam member. Welcome. Thank we're you. S- thank you. Yes. We're so glad to have you. Um, and just a reminder, in case you guys are curious, we have a Patreon. It's just fun ways to keep engaging with us. Mm-hmm. And for some reason you have not heard those announcements in the past. <laughs> Um, and the fan member is that highest tier. We also have some fun additional things that we're kind of working on the background that I've annoyingly teased before <laughs> where it might be really cool if you're a Patreon member because maybe you get like first looks or first tips. I don't know. I don't know. Just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. More perks to come. But uh, Lauren, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. So this week... Um, we're doing chapters 29 through 33 and we're calling this episode comforting lies. Mm. So intense. This was such an intense section. Yeah. This was like action packed nonstop. I, so I have been switching like weekly between reading from my Kindle versus my book because it just depends Mm -hmm. on where I am. And I always have my Kindle with me and I'm like, Oh, if I have some time, I'll prep, whatever. But like I was literally... There was so much in here that I was just like screenshot, screenshot. Like I just took like <laughs> 10 screenshots because I was like, I can't even like quote all this. I was like, yeah. I literally just need to read 
like half this chapter out loud. It's crazy. Insane. Like the tension. I was like, I can't even take notes. It's just, ah, ah, it's insane. And it's literally been making me think, I'm like, should I just like not even take notes on my phone? Like, should I be like Alex and start tabbing? But I was like, I don't know how to tab. <laughs> I don't know what to do. You find your way, Sarah. I know. You maybe this is like, for you. what what season are we in seven right now? Maybe yeah. it's going to take me like, maybe by book eight of whatever we do, yeah. I will be a tabber. I don't know though it feels like too much pressure because I'm like then I have to like read the page as I'm going to remember what it was talking about versus just like my little notes that I took I don't know it seems like very hard but it would be a lot quicker to put it can be but we've already discussed I'm like very like spatially aware of this book right I am not and you're not like I'm able to like look on the page be like oh this was the quote I was Mm -hmm. like trying to highlight yeah you figure it out I know it's fine. It's fine. Yes. Also, um, you should. Can't you like take notes in a Kindle? You can, but then you have to like type in it. Oh, yeah. And that's not. That's not fun. That's not fun either. But you could just highlight a section, right? And yeah. put like a note with it. I don't know. Yeah. Food for thought. I know. I've been thinking about it. I'm trying to figure out another way to figure to do this. Season eight. Sarah's going to approach the world differently. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. All right. Well, chapter 29 summary, um, Bryce and Hunt visit the boat quarter and it's freaking wild. Um, I just said, ah, WTF, <laughs> like the souls don't rest in the bone quarter and they're eaten. I'm, I was like, where did this come from? How yeah. is this happening right now? It's horrible. It's a lot to take it's a in lot. as a reader. I can't imagine as like an actual citizen of Lunathian. <laughs> True story. Um, so I, I, despite this being a super intense chapter, I just laughed at the beginning um, where it says that Rune had left the star sword for Bryce mm-hmm. and with a note that says, bring it. Don't be stupid. I know. I love that. <sighs> what a good brother. Um, so the two of them are showed up to the bone quarter and Bryce has the star sword in tow and they're ready to go confront the under king. I'm, I'm shocked that this is actually happening like they're so nonchalant yeah. about this and this is not a nonchalant moment this is like a freak <laughs> out big deal kind of moment like right. he is in charge of the house of flame and shadow yeah like it's not just jessica or sabine like this is the head of the house the head terrifying mm-hmm. yeah um so when they're at the dock getting ready to cross over um baxian comes out of nowhere yep and surprises them and apparently kind of was following Hunt. Ish. Ish. He's like, like, we're partners. We're supposed to be working together. And Hunt's like, it's my day off. Leave me alone. Yeah. Like, what are you doing here? Yeah. It feels like more than just like, oh, I was looking to see where you were since it was your day off. Like, it feels very intentional because it's like, he's right. like, he I'm also sure. He lets them know he's there. Right. Because if he was just truly spying on them, like. He could have stayed hidden. Right. Because he makes it known. He says, you know, I'm sure a few people have told you this, but this is a very bad idea. Right. Which, like, I mean, I agree. But, um, <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't. He would have stayed quiet if he was truly spying. Right. So, I don't know. But he, he thinks what they're doing is very dumb. Mm-hmm. But they're just kind of like, well, don't worry about it. We'll see you later. Yeah. And they just, they leave him there as they step on the boat and they cross the river. Mm-hmm. Um... And then we kind of pivot to Hunt's perspective as they roll into the Bone Quarter. Yeah. Um, so as they arrive, there's this archway 
it says the same thing that the meat market does memento mori mm-hmm. so same phrasing right the remember that you will die mm-hmm. but obviously it has a little bit of a different take yes here mm-hmm. <laughs> versus at the meat market yeah he's thinking like here it's remember that you will die and end here remember who your true masters are death the master death. of everything yep Ugh. Um, I thought it was interesting that when they got there, like it, like their skin became more drab and like the hair became wet. Like mm-hmm. it, they almost seem lifeless. Yeah. There. It's like, it's sucking the life out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a little scary. Yep. It reminded me of um, Hercules, the Disney movie. Oh my gosh. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love that movie so much. Um, but Bryce is just like so confused because at the end of the last book, when she saw the pack for a moment, mm-hmm. they were in this like grassy field and they looked super happy. Right. And so this image is not reconciling with what she saw right. last spring. And it's just really confusing to her. Um, I thought it was interesting Hunt's like perspective on it. He was like, you know, maybe the Underking only allows, you know, like certain people to see it. And I was like, huh, I never even thought about that, but I maybe. maybe? I was like, I like his optimism here. I can, yeah. I feel like that's a real, like a good, a good option. Yeah. I mean, if everyone knew it was so great over here, they try to come all the time, right? Right. I'll Use take like it. like a form of protection. Mm-hmm. Lies. But, um, <laughs> yeah, they're looking around, no signs of Emil or Sophie, which honestly, not surprising. Right. Um, and you know, Bryce takes out the star sword and basically rings the doorbell. She's like banging it on these obelisks. And I'm like, are you out of your freaking mind? Like, you don't know (laughs) what is here. You like, I'm flabbergasted. It's very much a Bryce move. Yes. Okay. So after Bryce rings that doorbell, (laughs) the under King does appear. Yes. Um, and he basically is like, you should not be here. Um, but we get a visual of the Ender King, which I don't think we've had this visual yet. Well, like the first seen him in in CC one, like he's not seen. Yeah. Like the whole time. Yeah. Or at least by us. Scary. Uh, yes. So he's 10 feet tall, robes of the richest black velvet, a darkness swirling on the ground before him and his head, something primal in him screamed to run, to bow, to fall on his knees and beg a desiccated corpse, half rotted and crowned with gold and jewels observed them hideous beyond belief, yet regal like a long dead King of old left to rot in some barrow who had emerged to make himself master of this land. Hunt is like, this is disgusting and scary. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be talking to this guy. (laughs) It is horrifying. But Bryce is so Bryce about it because he he, is, he tells her like this land is close to you, Bryce Quinlan. And she says, I don't get a VIP pass. (laughs) And he says, why have you come and brought Orion Athelar with you? She says, call him hunt. He gets all huffy. If you go all formal on him. And I'm like, Bryce, like she's being Bryce. She is being Bryce. She does not care about people's, power title any nope. of the things not at all she's also a super starborn princess so yeah she she ranks decent but now so at least she has something backing her up a little bit yeah <laughs> Ugh, crazy yeah but she basically tells him like we need to talk and he's like flabbergasted that she's like coming there and demanding this of him yeah and so she confronts him about the reapers mm-hmm. and he's like those aren't my reapers and he's like where do you think reapers come from right hell so like yeah the 
prince of the pit or whoever could have sent reapers after you but they're Mm -hmm. not mine yeah mine are all accounted for so interesting very interesting so the next thing they ask the under king about is basically like emil or sophie like are there any people right here and the guy the guy (laughs) the under king is saying like you know there's no one here no one comes in without me knowing Mm -hmm. so no that's also a no yep uh which it's like a little disappointing because it's like you want to find them but also like understandable because they're like they wouldn't want to be here Mm -hmm. (laughs) either but it's also like is he lying like because that's you know a potential possibility that hunt's thinking yep um so then bryce asks the under king next about like the green and the sunlight that she had seen right with the pack and she's like you know was that a lie like Mm -hmm. is that a thing and he says like you saw what you wished to see Mm -hmm. and she's she's like you know can i talk to the pack of devils he says you're not entitled to speak to them and she asks is the hobby here and he doesn't know who that is and she mentioned that you know she's a fire sprite and he's he said, fire sprites do not come to the bone quarter. The lowers are of no use. And then Hunt says, no use for what? And the under king just says, comforting lies. Remember? Like, what do you mean? Right, what? No use? What are people here being used for? It's a great question. Um, And it just starts to get wild yes the under king starts to explain he says life is a beautiful ring of growth and decay no part left to waste what we receive upon birth we give back in death what is granted to you mortals in the eternal lands is merely another step in the cycle a waypoint along your journey toward the void and then he goes on to say i hail from a place between stars a place that has no name and never shall I know of the void that the princes of hell worship. It birthed me too. And then he looks to Bryce and he says, I beheld your light across the river that day. Had I only known when you first came to me, things might have been quite different. And Hunt says, well, what do you want with her? And then he goes, what I want from all souls who pass here, what I give back to the dead gate, to all of Midgard, energy, life, power. You did not give your power to the Eleusian system. You made the drop outside of it. Thus, you still possess some first light. Raw, nutritious first light. Nutritious? Yeah. And Bryce says, nutritious? Like, what? what? That's a weird word to describe first light. This whole, like, monologue Mm -hmm. is just insane. Yeah, well, he goes on to say, can you blame me for sampling the goods as they pass through the dead gate? What? Sampling? What? What? Hunt says, you, you feed on the souls of the dead? And he says, only those who are worthy, who have enough energy, there is no judgment but that, whether a soul possesses enough residual power to make a hearty meal, both for myself and for the dead gate. As their souls pass through the dead gate, I take a bite or two. What? I'm like, I'm dying inside i'm cringing freaking out all of it and the under king goes on the rituals were all invented by you your ancestors to endure the horror of the offering the offering why who's why are people being offered what is happening oh Um, but bryce goes she goes but danica was here she answered me and the under king says she was here she and all of the newly dead from the past several centuries just long enough that they're dead that their living descendants and loved ones either forgot or don't come asking. Also, who else is coming over to the bone quarter asking to see dead people? Like, I thought it was just Bryce. 
Um, Apparently, maybe other people do, too. Uh, But he says they dwell here until then in relative comfort unless they make themselves a nuisance and I decide to send them into the gate sooner. But when the dead are forgotten, their names no longer whispered on the wind, then they are head then they are herded through the gate to become first light or second light, as it is called when the power comes from the dead, ashes to ashes and all that. Oh my god. What? So Hunt says the sleeping city is a lie. And again, the Underking says a comforting one. One for your benefit. So like they've just been lied to. Yeah. Nonstop. All the people. Yeah. Conspiracy. For sure. I mean, like, who... I mean, nobody wants to die. Everybody's going to die. Right. So you want it to be this peaceful, happily ever after. Right. Nobody wants to know that, oh, yeah, your soul's going to go over there, hang out for a few years, and then, yeah. whoop, just gone forever. Yeah. Well, and it's... Oh, and your ancestors came up with this to make it so you don't feel as bad. Right. Thanks. Okay. Interesting. Um, but so the under king revealed all of this and Bryce says like, why are you telling us any of this? Mm-hmm. And Hunt says, because he's not letting us leave here alive. And you're like, wait, what? I thought we just came for a conversation. Wrong. Mm-hmm. The under king says, that is the first intelligent thing you said. I should like to taste your light. Bryce Quinlan. I'm like, wait, you're supposed to wait until she's dead. Right. So (laughs) calm down there, sir. But he's ready. He's like, now is the time. And that's how that chapter ends. All right. Chapter 30. Mm -hmm. Bryce and Hunt battle the shepherd and Rune, Cormac and Ethan evade a bloodhound. That's holy crap. (laughs) Danica's dad fighting the bone corner, like freaking out. I just like didn't stop screaming. No. Internally. No. This whole time. I know. I kept reading and I was like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> next thing, next thing, next thing. <laughs> Too much. Too much. Um, okay. So we pivot to Rune, Ethan, and Cormac for a bit. Mm-hmm. And they are in an alleyway as Cormac is passing along the intel yep. that Rune found. Mm-hmm. And apparently there are dread wolves all throughout the city. Yep. Signaling that, like, the Hind is there now, which means, like, Ephraim is there now. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, you know, do they think Emile's here? Are they looking for him, too? Right. Kind of some questions around that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what'd you notice? Um, well, it's interesting. So, like, I mean, Ethan and Rune are pissed yeah. and worried about the Dread Wolves because, like, this is our city. Like, they can't act like this. But right. at the same time, it's like... The, they report to the Assyrian. The yeah. Assyrian run the city, so it's like this weird. I don't know. Everybody thinks they're free, but they're like not free kind yeah. of thing. Um, but um, it's almost like local cops versus like FBI. Yeah, <laughs> but it's interesting. It's like Cormac says, "This is what the Assyrian do. This is Midgard's true reality. We believe we are free. We are powerful. We are near immortals. But when it comes down to it, we're all in the Assyrian slaves, and the illusion can be shattered this quickly." Because it's like they're talking about, oh, well, you know, Sabine will stand up or like the mortals will fight back against these dread wolves. Like, why doesn't anybody? And then it's like when your family's threatened, you're you're not going to do anything like you're going to do what you have to do to protect your family. And everybody falls into place because of that. Yeah. And I mean, that's how it is, because they're the most important people to you. It's like, why wouldn't you defend them Mm -hmm. and do what you could? So 
it's like yeah everybody says they're free until dread wolves come in town and force you to do things and then yeah not so much anymore yeah mm-hmm. um speaking of dread wolves like ethan like very clearly does not like them mm-hmm. and cormac says no loyalty among wolves and Ethan goes, we are wolves. The dread wolves, they're demons in wolves' fur. Wolves in name only. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, that there's such a clear delineation to him. Yes. And there's a little bit of, like, wolf pride mm-hmm. for a moment when I feel like he's really been, like, suppressing that yeah. side of himself. For sure. But this this kind of brought that out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, they're in the alleyway. And Ethan sees this guy and says Mordok um, and it says genuine fear laced his scent and Cormac motioned for him to be silent and he is apparently the Heinz number two I -hmm. guess so he is terrifying yeah Um, he's her enforcer her enforcer and butcher which yikes that's a title Um, but he's just like scanning the alleyway and like mm-hmm. runes kept them in shadows which cool little trick mm-hmm. um but like he can smell everything yeah uh because he's a bloodhound yep mm. and he's also danica's father yeah what what yeah because rune like rune's got them in shadows and he's mind speaking to cormac like does he know your scent and then he mind speaks to ethan who ethan did not know he could mind speak until then and good for <laughs> him to stay in quiet and Ethan's like, yeah, I met him one time in the den years ago and found out he was Danica's dad. Like wild, literally insane. Mm-hmm. I just, it, I, yeah, I'm blown away. I was like, how is this guy Danica's dad? Yeah. Especially after Ethan just made a clear delineation between the Dreadwolves and the wolves. Mm-hmm. So it also makes me wonder like what else was in Danica? Like, did Danica have some like demon in her? Like, if this is a demon wolf body, like, did she have some? I don't know, but she got her bloodhound genes from him. Yep. So, there's that at least. There's that. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Um. Okay. So then we pivot back to the bone quarter, mm-hmm. and the under king introduced Bryce and Hunt to his puppy dog, Shepherd, the Shepherd, um, which is a ten foot tall black dog. Yikes! But it's not just it's not just a dog like <laughs> its fangs were as long as one of her fingers they're all hooked like a shark and they are like these milky white eyes so it can't see but mm-hmm. i'm guessing it has a great sense of smell but it can like split itself to multiple dogs yeah it gave me like hades and like his three-headed dog vibes mm-hmm. i was thinking like fluffy from harry potter but <laughs> <laughs> just an evil version same thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so this dog is what's gonna take him out apparently so the mm-hmm. under king six the shepherd on them and bryce and hunt are trying to survive trying yes <laughs> um and I, well, I thought it was interesting that this demon was left there. It was like an experiment for the Prince of the Ravine from the first wars. And he kind of just like left it there. And the Underking yeah. kind of took it in as a pet. Like, but okay. I just. <laughs> it's interesting that they're like experimenting with mm. demons, you know? I'm like, yeah, that's a good call. What else is down there in hell? Yeah. I don't know. Or did he leave it here because it was an experiment? I don't know. I just oh. thought that was an odd comment. Yeah. 
Um, well, after a few dog jokes, <laughs> I was dying <laughs> with this joke. Like, oh my gosh, the hot dog really, Bryce? And <laughs> literally, with everything going on, you have to make a hot dog joke. She has to. You she kept has to. You know what it reminds me of is the office mm-hmm. when there's a "that's what she said" moment. Yes. And Michael will have to like not like he's supposed to not say it. Yes. And so he's like holding it in yes and then someone keeps pushing and he's like that's what she said like that's what this feels like for bryce she has to make the hot dog comment (laughs) yes i was cracking up Uh, too funny um okay so hunt strikes it with his lightning Mm -hmm. um and that didn't seem to have like a huge effect on it Mm -hmm. um and it started to peel apart like you said it split up into multiple dogs and they're just they're basically running Yes. At this point, trying to survive. Yeah. And Hunt is like ordering Bryce, like run to the river. Yep. Like, because I mean, he knows that she has her light power, but this thing is already blind. So it's not like that's going to do anything. Right. So he's like, at least I've got my lightning. It can do something. I need to protect yep. my mate, like my Bryce. So she actually leaves, which I am shocked. Yeah. But you know, she's not like leaving anything. No, she doesn't. <laughs> Um, cause she, you know, makes it so far with the one dog chasing her. And then she's like, wait, I'm, I'm like leaving my mate. I can't, I can't leave my mate. And so she just like turns around and I was like, yeah, we were doing okay for a little bit. <laughs> she can't leave him there. I know. It's like, I love it, but I hate it. Like I want her to be safe, but yeah. I love that she's going back for her mate. Mm-hmm. It's very her. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So then we pivot back to Rune, Ethan and Cormac mm-hmm. and they're, they're all just like, it's just funny how they're having a full conversation in their brains. Yes. But like this Mordock guy is like all up on them, like sniffing, trying to find them. Yeah. Like his, he can smell them. Yeah. And this is where we find out that he's a bloodhound. Yes. Um, and they're kind of just like freaking out and they're like, we got to get out of here. And Rune tells Cormac to teleport them away. Um, and he says that he can only take one at a time. So him and Ethan are going to go. And then he's going to come back for Rune. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Anything else you notice here? Well, it's just like, I mean, Mordok, clearly his smell is insane. Like, he's like, I know yeah. you're there. Like, I can smell your coffee on you. It's just, it makes me terrified for this guy. Like, he knows it's a fae. Like, he knows as much as he can about this guy through his smell. Yeah. And it's like, as soon as he picks up that smell again, he's going to know that yeah. it was rune which is terrifying it's so scary Mm -hmm. like maybe you can play that off but i highly doubt it but it's like cormac reappears makes this like noise at the end of the alley to distract him and like he's able to teleport rune out before hopefully mordok sees him i'm terrified for him yeah big scary moment there Mm -hmm. um okay chapter 31 Rune and Ethan try to lay low while Bryce and Hunt battle for their lives. Yeah, I'm still freaking out over here. Um, but yeah, part <laughs> of me is like, SJM, could we just like focus yeah. on the battle? Mm-hmm. And then we can deal with this other stuff. Right. Like, why are you spreading this battle over like five chapters? At least just give me a chapter like... Dedicated switching, to Yeah, it. switching back and forth. Not like half Z's on the chapters. It's so annoying. Rude. Um, but I'm just like, what are the hind and the heartbeat doing visiting rune and ethan i'm like did you already like get a report from mordok like does he know right like where did that come from i don't know and also what the heck is up with bryce jumping in front of hunt i'm like are you an Uh, absolute idiot yes 
Oh, she, she drives me crazy sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so Cormac t- teleported all of them away, and Rune and Ethan are now chilling in a bar trying to have an alibi. Basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. They're like, this is a bar in Fyro, literally as far away yep. as you could get. There's cameras everywhere, so everybody has proof that we are here. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they have a very loud conversation to make sure that they everyone knows there's a reason mm-hmm. why they came here. Yes. Um, and this is where Rune formally offers Ethan to move in. Which I love. Yeah. It makes me so happy. Um, but I like that he's not just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to move in. Like, he's actually like, no, I want to I think about it. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Um, so they're having this, like, nice moment. Mm-hmm. And then that's when the Harpy and the Hind show up. Yeah. And yeah, I very much was like, do they know already? Like, like how? how did they, how did that happen so fast? I don't know. Why are they here? Mm-hmm. And apparently they're there to play a round of cards. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> I don't trust that. No. Um, okay. So then we're back at the bone quarter. Yes. Insanity. Bryce's or Hunt's powers are crazy. Yeah. He like lightning, leashes lightning, lightning. like he makes like a leash for this dog or like a collar for the dog with his lightning. And I'm like, that's so impressive right now. Yes. Um, but um while Hunt's doing that, mm-hmm. Bryce trying to battle her one dog mm-hmm. also is now surrounded by Reapers. Yeah, like two dozen Reapers. Too many. And she doesn't have her sword either. Like that right. is now stuck under the dog's paw, basically. <sighs> lord um and they're it's like a cluster it is but they're like chanting and it's almost like activating the gate which is scary scary but interesting like i thought the gates were always just like usable i don't know like i, I didn't realize know. they had to be activated well i think in the same way right cc in cc1 mm-hmm. when the gate was like activated became like a portal to hell oh yeah i guess like that's maybe true that's what's happening i don't know i don't know either way but yeah, they're like chanting and she's worried that like if she starts, if she like uh, touches the gate, it's going to suck all her power out. So mm-hmm. she's like, can't touch the gate, can't move forward. Yeah. So what am I going to do? I'm going to go run and slide for my sword. This is a great idea. She's got nothing else. Why not? Why yeah. not? So, I mean, she does. She like runs and slides and is able to grab it, but her back is like sliced Yeah. in the process from the claws of this creature. Um, and she's just, she's in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's about to kind of like stand and fight, roar and do all of that. But then someone else does it for her. Oh my gosh. I loved it. It yeah. was, it's so sweet. Like I love Hunt. I love the way this was written. I know. It says the three beasts roars threatening to split her ears. Bryce opened her mouth to roar back, but someone else did it for her. For Hunt, there was only Bryce bleeding and hurt. Bryce, who'd made that brash run for the sword, probably thinking it was her only shot. Bryce, who'd gotten to her feet anyway and planned to go down swinging. Bryce, his mate. The three hounds merged back into one, readying for the killing blow. Hunt landed in the dirt beside her and let out a blow that shook the gate itself. Go hunt! Go hunt. Also, how loud do you have to roar to shake the gate? I love it. Oh my god. Side note. I saw this TikTok. I need to find it and send it to you. And it's this guy who's like showing all these examples of what like the growl, mm-hmm. like when some when it says someone growled, he's oh my like, God, I love that. he's talking in like a very like more like nerdy voice. And he's like, it would be something like, and then he does, does it. it. And you're like, Oh, I love that yes. so much. 
that is that is the growl. Mm-hmm. I need to find that and send that to you. <laughs> it was delightful. That's amazing. Um, okay, so he is wreathed in lightning from wingtip to toe. And he it's just rage and he's just taking everybody out. Mm-hmm. Power, lightning, boom, boom, boom. Um, and Bryce is there and she's seeing it and she's seeing him and she flashes back to beginning of this book when she saw that image in the lobby Mm -hmm. uh, when she was at the Crescent City Ballet of basically what we were like oh this is Thor right she sees that and she's like this is him Mm -hmm. and so there's that hammer being raised to the sky and she's like hold on a second Mm -hmm. what if the star sword could be the hammer in this situation. I'm like, Bryce, you're literally theorizing off an old statue. Why not? Why not? And we're going to risk it. Risk our lives in the process. Why not? Go for it. So um, Hunt, like, unleashes all this, you know, power. Yeah. Um, but Bryce was too fast even for him. And she leaps in front of his power. Eee! What the heck, Bryce? What exciting. The heck? And it says the world erupted. Yikes. Mm-hmm. What happened? Chapter 32. Uh, Bryce and Hunt escape the bone quarter with Therian's help. Yeah. WTF. Like Bryce is a <laughs> conduit for Hunt's power. I just, how is this a thing? Like how did Apollyon know? I don't understand yeah. all of this. So many questions. All the questions. Um. So what Bryce did was just, it was super successful. Power everywhere. Takes everybody out. They're in a, safer like there's still some creatures there but mm-hmm. they're in a much better spot yeah. and it kind of gives them that break they need to take off mm-hmm. yeah well first hunt decides that he's gonna absorb all of the power oh from my god that's the right. gate yeah because like the first he used all the power that he had yeah for that first strike and he was totally drained but then he's like looking at the gate and he's thinking about bryce and what she did and like how the thunderbirds could do it let's just experiment while we're in the bone quarter why don't yep. we so he just puts his hand on there and is able to suck out power from the dead gate yep that's right so they do it a second time that was what happened yes and i love that he used the phrase light it up bryce i know ah! it said like her heart bloomed when she heard it i was like no stop. it's so sweet mm-hmm um, but yeah, it just, it's insane. Like the, the amount of like energy mm-hmm. that is able to come out of them is insane. Yes. And that's when it's like, yeah, everybody's basically down mm-hmm. and they just turn and run as they should. Yes. Uh, so then we pivot to Therian for a little bit and he's talking to the river queen mm-hmm. and apparently they found two more veneer bodies that had been tortured in the same yeah. way that um selkie was mm-hmm. which seems like pippa or whoever is still in lunathian and still on the hunt for a meal mm-hmm. and there was two human sense present so they're yeah. like is it emil and sophie like is it who is there yeah so i don't know maybe it's pippa maybe it's somebody else but she's asking about, you know, his progress in finding Emil. And he asks her, like, why regarding Emil? Mm-hmm. Like, what's, why are we trying to find him? Um, and she's just getting, like, pissy and asking that he dares to question her right. and everything. Um, and he kind of, like, sees lightning on the surface as this whole conversation is going on. He's like, there's no storms today. Like, that's Hunt. And mm-hmm. so he's, like, trying to, like, 
conveniently get out of there without yeah. being obvious. Um, so then we pivot back to Hunt. Hunt has been flayed by yeah. the first light. Because it's like, like inside raw out. energy. Yeah. I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah. But he's he's managing to move. They're moving as quick as they can. They get to the docks and Therian is there. Because mm-hmm. like you said, he noticed. He tries to slip away and he successfully does. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has like a wave skimmer to like help get them out. Yes. Very convenient that he saw this and managed to show up. Yes. Um, and but I'm we'll like, take it. perfect, we're going to ride off into the sunset. But no, no, we are not. No creatures. Yes. These Sobeks yeah. um, are after them. But Therian, like, dang, this guy, I feel like we like haven't really gotten, we haven't gotten to see his powers really. Yeah. Um, but he uses like the water as like almost like these like jet streams yeah. and just like blows their heads off. I was like, that's really nice. intense water. Yeah. <laughs> Very intense water. I know. But he just like kills all three of them. And then, you know, Bryce takes off and leads them back to the black dock. Easy peasy. I guess. But they, I mean, they get off and they are hustling to her apartment. They are like not (laughs) stopping until they get there. Um, I do not blame them. No. (laughs) Finally, they arrive. um, And Bryce is like filling Therian in on everything. Um, And she's like, where are Rune and Ethan? Like they should be back. And... She just says she needs to find him because, like, they're not answering their phones. Yeah. And that's, I think that's kind of how the chapter how ends. ends. Yeah. All right. One more chapter. Mm-hmm. All right. Chapter 33. Rune and Ethan play poker with the harpy and hind. And then our little rebel family reunites for updates. I just had, like, the mind-blown emoji. Yeah. Like, I cannot believe all this stuff about Ethan. I was shocked. Like, I knew they were best friends, but I'm so uncomfy. I never realized, like, how deep it went. And it, like, breaks my heart for him knowing how in love with Bryce he was. And he, like, waited, like, years for his brother to do anything. Oh, man, it killed me. So terrible. Yeah. Um, so the start of this chapter, we're back in the bar with Rune and Ethan, Mm -hmm. the harpy and the hind, and they're kind of. Like, I just feel like the harpy and the hind are there to just, like, mess with them. 100%. For sure. Um, And the hind's, like, cover is, like, while you're my half-sister's, like, fiancé, like, mm-hmm. I should get to know you. Yep. And it's, like, mm, there's more reasons. Yes, I agree. Here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they decide to, like, play a poker game mm-hmm. while they're there and just kind of, like, asking each other questions kind of well it's like interesting because you know she's like i think we'll play poker um because she's like isn't that what you play on tuesday nights and i was like yeah creepy he's she's like trying to intimidate him totally and i'm just like oh it's intimidating me reading it i was like no cringe like how do you yeah. know this okay wait side note this just reminded me um there's a book talk book called haunting adeline okay i feel I like know- i've heard that Okay, I do nothing about it, mm-hmm. but Kaven from mm-hmm. Book Talk has been doing like live reactions as she's reading it, mm-hmm. and it sounds horrible. <laughs> if this is, I'm not trying to yuck your yum. Mm-hmm. If you like it, you like it. But it's like a stalker, and it's it's like not fantasy. Oh no, like. I have heard about this. Like I I watched some reel or whatever about a girl that she's like. I don't understand why these books are being hyped because she's like, why are people loving this stalker that like the girl falls in love with him? Like super yeah. creepy things. I was like, yeah, I'm not I'm not into stalker love. No. Like, I mean, teach their own. Go for it if you want to. But like not, not my me. jam. 
But anyway, I'm just like, I've been dying at Caven's reactions on Instagram. Mm -hmm. But the, this part, the like stalking thing, Mm -hmm. it just reminded me of like that. What have you, oh, and you've been playing this on Tuesday nights. And it's like, Mm -hmm. that is scary. Well, and then the other comment that she makes, well, Rune says, he's like, I'm engaged. I don't fuck around. And she goes, except for Fawns, of course. Like, I was like, flashback to chapter three. Like, how do you know that? I am very afraid right now I know. of the hind. The hind knows everything. Ah! Um, but yeah, so Rune and Ethan, they start like kind of pushing back about, you know, why are they here? Like, we run this city, the ox yep. does. Um, and Ethan says, You've got some nerve coming into our city and trying to start shit. And the hind says, So do you, lusting after the female your brother loved. I was like, excuse Ooh. me? How do you know that? How, where are you getting this from? Yes. Um, and it's, he said, you're full of shit. She said, am I? And I'm just like, like, we get this, like all these thoughts about like, you know, Ethan was in love with Bryce wishing like he had met her first and like was pissed that his brother wanted her. And he was always playing like his hardest at Sunball to impress her. And I'm like, is this why he doesn't want to play Sunball anymore? Because it was like all to get Bryce and like, oh, and then when he died, like, he had this thought about how now like Connor's no longer in the way and like he could get Bryce. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Well, okay, but real quick, it's not him saying he thought this. Sorry, this is the, the hind. The hind is like, and then you did this and then you thought that. And it's like, get out of his fucking head. Like, how would you? How do you know this? Like, if you never wrote it down, yeah, how do you if, know? If it's just thoughts. Right. How do you know? I don't know. Like, can she read minds? Is this a thing? Ooh. Is that a Or does she power? just read people well? I don't know. That's mm-hmm. like to gather all of that. That's very specific. That's very specific. Yikes. And it's like clearly upsetting Ethan. Obviously. Yeah. Well, and especially in front of Rune. Like nobody knows this. Like Connor never knew this. Yeah. Bryce didn't know this. And it's like this is Bryce's brother. Right. I gotta be cool. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like this breaks my heart for him. I know. And so he's he is not keeping his cool at no. all. No. And like letting letting them rile him up mm-hmm. and they're they're clearly loving it but oh, yeah. then um rune says something like rude to the harpy about like reapers might stoop to fuck you and she's just like i do not take being insulted lightly princeling which on a funny note princeling <laughs> i just like i like that name yeah kind of i just thought it was funny that that was her what she called him but he's just like, get out. And the hind wraps it all up by saying, tell Prince Cormac I send my love. It's like, do you know that they were just with him? All three all of them that's together? So like, why Why are you saying give Prince Cormac my love? I don't know. I thought that was very interesting. Oh, the hind. Mm-hmm. She's too good at her job. Too good. Um. Okay. So then we are back. At Bryce's apartment. Mm-hmm. And we have, as Therion put it, a little rebel family reunion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Bryce is like beside herself with relief. Um, yeah. She like goes and hugs Rune and like she was literally on the verge of calling her dad to find Which, Rune. that's Which how you know. We know. Yeah. Um, but then Hunt gets called in by Celestina. Um, she wants him to be there for Ephraim's you know, arrival. She wants her whole triari there. Um, so it's a rain check on Bryce and Hunt's date tonight. 
which I totally forgot that they were supposed to have sexy time tonight. Yep. Totally forgot. That seems like so long ago. It does. Even though it's literally the same day. I know. This is like the longest day ever. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Something I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Rune tells Bryce, you smell different. Mm-hmm. And Ethan says, she smells like the Easteros. And he goes, no, it's, I can't explain it. And we just, we know how Faye are with smelling. Right. I was like, like is this because of the whole smelling? like mate thing with Hunt? I was I like, know. I was like, is your scent changing? Is it the power because? stuff that just happened at the bone quarter? I don't know. I thought it was a very interesting comment too. Hmm. But then she goes, stop sniffing me, Rune. It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's story time and they're going to catch each other up. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of this week. Yeah. That was a lot. So much action-packed. It's like action, but there was so much information, too. Yeah. Crazy. I'm just blown away that they just, like, get eaten at the gate. Like, no big deal. Like, let me just take a bite out of your ankle. Like, <laughs> yummy. I mean, I think it's, like, more like soul. Like, I don't think... I know. But in my head, like, the soul is literally, like, just your body, but, like, a floaty ghost-looking thing. Like, the ghost version. A ghost version of my body. So, it's Fair like, enough. I still have ankles and all the things. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, what do you guys think of this week's revelations? Yes. Let us know. And we'll talk next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe and let us know what you think. Check out our Patreon for more ways to support and connect with us for as low as $1 a month. You can also find us on Instagram at at fairies and fangirls. Jump in on the conversation and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.